my name is Don Natchuk, and I'm the uh, current uh, chair for the uh, Greater Edmonton Foundation Seniors Housing. And I want to, uh, on behalf of the staff and the residents and, and the board of uh, directors, I'd like to welcome you all here to, uh, to uh, Otwell uh, Lodge. Um, the Lodge program is a very important and, supportive, and provides supportive options for our seniors. And we're really pleased that the minister and his government are here today to, to continue in, in reviewing the services that we provide. This means a lot to me. It means more to me. It means to me on, a lot to me on three levels, as a matter of fact. One, as a citizen, I'm very pleased to see that we are taking care of our seniors. It means a lot that we're doing that. Second, as the chair of the, of the uh, GEF uh, Board of Directors, as the chair, I'm very pleased to see that we're moving forward and improving our services on a daily basis. But guess what? I also am very pleased to see this happening because on a personal level, I'm very pleased to see this because my mom lived in this exact lodge, and I'm so pleased to see that the minister is here continuing that wonderful service. She said it changed her life, minister. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Jason Nixon was sworn. By the way, if you look at Mr. Nixon and I, people often confuse us that we may be related. Um, so just so you know, we are not. We are not. Jason Nixon was sworn in as the Minister of Seniors, Community and Social Services on June 9, 2023. He previously served as Minister of the Environment, Parks, Minister of Finance, and President of the Treasury Board. Jason Nixon was first elected as member of the Legislative Assembly for Rimby Rocky Mountain House Sundry, May 5th, 2015, re-elected in April, April 16th, 2019, and again on May 29th, 2023. Prior to his service as an elected official, Mr. Nixon had a, was a successful entrepreneur. He was also the executive director at the Mustard Seed, where he spent several years running an addiction uh, treatment facility. This speaks volumes to the minister's background in this, in this area, and we're very proud to honor him today. Mr. Nixon. Thank you. We have different height requirements. Well, thank you, first of all, to GEF, Seniors Housing, uh, and the Otwell Place for hosting us today. Thank you so much to see you uh, here today. It's a real pleasure to see so many people come out uh, for what I think is a very important announcement when it comes to housing in general in our province, but particularly for senior housing uh, in the province of Alberta. Alberta's Senior Lodge Program is actually the oldest social housing program in the province of Alberta. There are over 10,000 lodge units across Alberta, and almost half of those are in rural communities like the communities that I call home, as well as, of course, in places like Edmonton where we are today. Senior lodges are integral to our communities to ensure seniors can age in the communities of their choice, remain close to their friends, remain close to their families, and to the communities that they help build. In my mandate letter from Premier Smith, I was asked to do the following, work with senior lodge providers to undergo a planned review for the purpose of expanding seniors' lodges and facilities to keep up with the increased growth and demand. We need to know, ultimately, what works and what does not work in our lodge program, especially as our population ages and the demand for seniors' housing continues to increase. And so I'm excited today to announce that the Government of Alberta is fulfilling this goal. We are convening a panel to thoroughly review the seniors' lodge program, ensuring it is sustainable and remains a pillar of our community for generations to come. 
This review will also look into how we can best support the transition between lodges and continuing care with our friends over in the Department of Health to ensure that we can continue to meet the needs of seniors when they need to access more care. This panel will be composed of 11 members and will be co-chaired by my friend MLA Brandon Lunty uh, and Alberta Seniors and Community Housing Corporation President Arlene Adamson. Both are here with me today. I chose both of these individuals to chair because first off, uh, MLA Lunty worked for my department in the housing division before he went into elected office. Uh, has an immense amount of experience when it comes to the work that my department does on this important issue. And I could think of no one better in caucus to advocate and to be able to make sure that we end up with the best senior lodge program for, as I said, generations to come. And Arlene is a huge resource for our department. Uh, for me personally, uh, has taught me more about this issue than anybody else in the province and somebody that we've come to rely on. Uh, for the important work that her organization does and the important work that uh, all of the organizations that are running our Senior Lodge program across the province do. And I could think of two new, no better people uh, to be able to make sure that we get this right and to work with that panel. I will say that this, uh, the work of the panel will actually will commence this year. It is long overdue. The last time the Lodge, review, uh, Lodge program was reviewed was 2015 and there is a tremendous amount of things to have changed between 2015 and now. The panel will hear from Albertans and consult with a variety of stakeholders and take their feedback on what the needs of the Lodge program are, and I'm very excited to hear what that feedback is and then ultimately to be able to work with the government to take action to secure a Lodge program uh, in the future. This is part of our overall objectives when it comes to housing, which remains one of the highest priorities of the government. Whether it's from um, the emergency housing situations that we see really prominently in the news right now around our homeless situations uh, in our largest cities, all the way to our seniors' housing. Housing uh, remains a priority for our governments. Why you see us continue to invest significant amount of money uh, in this issue, Albertans' taxpayer money, to be able to ultimately make sure that we have enough homes for everybody, but that affordability remains within our market, uh, and that we can keep uh, our economy going uh, and our province continuing to be the fastest growing place in North America and the best place to live, I think, in the world. It's why we have continued to invest uh, $9 billion with all of our partners uh, inside affordable housing to be able to make 25,000 new units of housing in our province by 2031. That's why we will continue down that road. But what is important as uh, we work on this issue is that we make sure that we don't lose sight of the important demographic of seniors inside our community and the, re the role that housing in my department in particular plays in making sure that we have adequate seniors housing for again, uh, our entire province. Uh, and I, I do want to close with why I, I think it's, we often say it's very important uh, to get this right, obviously, for our seniors, uh, because they built our communities, they built this province, uh, and we are enjoying the privileges of living in the communities that they built right now, and it's important that we create a space for them to be able to age uh, in place in their communities and be around their friends and family. But it's also actually important for our communities. I want to really stress this. I always say back home, our community is better when grandma and grandpa is living with us in our community. And if we do not get our lodge program right, then we can't have that happen. And so it's very critical, uh, not just for seniors, though that's certainly one of the main reasons that we're focused on this. It's just critical for the future of our society and our province to be able to make sure that we can continue to live with those who built our community. And so I thank you uh, again for being here for this announcement. Look forward to your questions in a moment. Uh, but before we do that, I'd like to uh, bring up one of our co-chairs, uh, my friend, the, uh, the Honourable Member from Leduc, Beaumont, uh, MLA Brandon Lenti. Good morning, everyone. Uh, 
not quite as tall as uh, Minister Nixon, but we'll make do. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for being here, and, and uh, thank you, Minister Nixon, for, for that introduction and uh, uh, for your incredible work uh, leading this file. Uh, I, I know it's uh, an extremely important issue, and uh, we certainly uh, appreciate uh, all of your leadership and, and hard work. Uh, so as mentioned, my name is Brandon Lunty, and I'm the MLA for Leduc Beaumont. I'm very excited uh, to co-chair uh, the Seniors Lodge Review Panel uh, with Arlene uh, Adamson from the Alberta Seniors and Community Housing Association. Uh, I know Arlene has a, a long history uh, of serving and advocating for seniors uh, in the province, and, and I look forward uh, to working with her and the rest of the, the panel on this uh, important review. Uh, supporting Alberta seniors is a key priority for our government, and the work of this panel will enable the Seniors Lodge program to continue to play an important role in that support. Uh, so since 1958, the Seniors Lodge program has been ingrained in many Alberta communities, and our panel will engage stakeholders and listen to the voices of residents from across the province to preserve this legacy. A key objective of the panel's mandate is to consider innovative ways to make the most of existing senior lodge spaces and ensure that seniors can age gracefully in their communities. Together, we will strengthen and shape the future of the Seniors Lodge program, ensuring it continues to meet the evolving needs of seniors, communities, and housing providers. So thank you once again for, for joining us here today. And with that, I'm happy to bring up the co-chair of the panel, Arlene Adamson. Gradually, gradually, this mic goes down. Um, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Minister Nixon. Uh, I'm honoured to support this work of your ministry and your priority. You have made it a personal commitment to help uh, make sure that the Lodge program is revo reformed and revitalized for Albertans. Um, and the Lodge program is critical to Albertans and part of the work of housing and affordable housing um, in, our, in our province. I'm honoured to be able to co-chair this with MLA Lunty. Um, I'm excited, given his depth of knowledge in the housing sector and his passion for this work. Um, it'll be an exciting opportunity to work with the committee members as well, uh, who will represent both the depth of knowledge that's needed to inform the conversations and the outcome of this report and recommendations and this review that will ultimately uh, see legs to improve the seniors' housing across our communities. The Seniors Lodge program is unique to Alberta, and so it's difficult to compare us to other provinces. Alberta leads the way in ensuring and has for decades that seniors have affordable housing in our community. And it's an affordable option for seniors who need accommodation and on-site services. The Lodge plays a critical role in Alberta across many municipalities, and we recognize that the needs of seniors have evolved, and so too do we need to make sure that the program evolves particularly given the rising costs um, and, you know, the evolution of aging, and we need to ensure that people have safe and great places to call home. 
ASHA and our members are highly skilled at this work. Uh, we believe the Lodge Review is an excellent opportunity to ensure the program can continue to meet the needs of seniors, given one in five is projected to be over 65. So, uh, it's, as the Minister said, it's long overdue. We're excited that this Ministry has made a commitment to this work, and we're glad to have it underway. Um, it's been an important thing that we've been advocating for, for decades. Uh, so many seniors call lodges home. We have some with us today in GEF's lodge here. And per they personally understand the importance of evolving services as they age. They live the reality of the importance of having housing, that you have a sense of community, a sense of belonging, and you can remain in community, that you have friends and, and family outside. But they also understand the very important factor that it has to remain affordable. And this Lodge Review will help to achieve that body of work and ensure that it's, the Lodges remain a viable option for Albertans as the demands for housing and services continue to grow over the next decades. Lodges operate in the majority of communities across Alberta, and these communities are all different. What works for rural and urban isn't exactly the same, and so it'll be important for us to look at that body of work and ensure that every community is thriving and has what it needs for people to age successfully, and for each lodge um, and community be, to be viable to meet the diverse needs. This review gives us a chance as well to determine not only how Albertans who live in lodges want to see services evolve, but also Albertans who are looking forward to aging in their senior years. What will they need in lodge program to ensure that it is uh, possible for people to age well in community? This review is also an opportunity for us to strengthen the partnership between municipalities and the government of Alberta and the operators, which are vital to continue to ensure that the Lodge program is successfully delivered in communities. The Lodge program is misunderstood. It's thought to be long-term care, and let me make that clear, it's not. It is housing, and it needs to be supported with the right supports um, to be successful. I couldn't be more excited, you know, as, as both an operator of this and a representative of all of our members who operate Lodge Program. Uh, we have a strong voice. We will have great input to this review. I know that we have experts out there that will lean in and look for solutions and pave a pathway forward through this review to ensure that the ministry has what it needs to be able to uh, help execute the program in a new way. Um, I would also be remiss if I didn't also say not only is this necessary for seniors and people who are aging in our communities, it's also necessary because the Lodge program is a significant workforce um, of people who come to work every day to support seniors as they age, to make sure we're running great buildings, to make sure that, that uh, uh, people are connected. And so this review will make an impact on our staff across the communities and the volunteers who come into the Lodge program as well. So as the Minister said, it's great for community. We need to be interconnected in the Lodge. We need to make sure that uh, it's recognized as a vital part of the community and uh, this is an exciting time for our ministry. ASHA is well positioned uh, with our members to support the review, to support the implementation and we know our members will contribute with ideas and solutions to ensure the continued success of the Lodge program that has played a right, vital role for 60 years and we know it'll be set up for the next 60 years to do just the same for the future of Albertans. Thank you very much. We'll now move on to questions from the media. We'll start with reporters here in the room and then move to the phone lines. Please state your name and your outlet and we'll do one question and one follow-up. First question please. Hi it's uh, Jeremy Thompson with CTV Edmonton. Uh, Minister uh, 
appreciating this review is focused specifically on the lodge system. I'm wondering uh, if there's sort of scope in, in government to look at sort of retirement living in, in general. There's been a lot of concern about, um, you know, the life lease system, people looking for more regulations and, and assistance there. Can you, can you say anything about that? I think it's an excellent question. Uh, and one of my objectives with this review is to make sure that we don't just limit it to the work that we do in seniors, community, and social services, but we recognize uh, the interlinks between um, other departments when it comes to making sure uh, that seniors can live in, in successful communities. I, ultimately, our responsibility, as Arlene just said, is to create home, to create a community, to be able to make sure uh, that seniors can live in that community uh, and have good quality of life. But we, we do that with the support particularly of Alberta Health Services when it comes to things like continuing care uh, and um, on other rules around rent issues, which actually comes from the Service Alberta, particularly when it comes to life lease, which I know Minister Nally is having some conversations about. All of those issues can be discussed during this process. And we will be sharing what we learn, even if it's not exactly about our lodge program with those other departments afterwards. And Minister LaGrange and I, through the process is taking place um, with uh, the transition around health, which includes the transition around continuing care, which I uh, sit on the Integration Council for, and my Deputy Minister sits on AHS's board for this reason now, is to be able to make sure that all that conversation is happening once and we're looking at this uh, as a big picture. That said, there's a lot of work specifically just to do on our lodge program, and we want to make sure that we're, we're getting our end of it right, uh, but we do recognize that we have partner ministries, and uh, certainly that can be discussed during this process. And I've got to ask you a sort of follow-up uh, on uh, what you announced yesterday yep. with the, the Navigation Centre. Um, you know, we've, we've seen already sort of some advocates in the homeless space come out critical of, of, of that decision. You know, they're, they're concerned that, you know, police are sort of leading the way. They say, you know, social services should be more sort of directly involved as well as more concerns about, you know, the, the government's uh, sort of recovery-oriented uh, system rather than more harm reduction approach uh, just what do you make of sort of the, the, the early criticism and how, how did it go yesterday also well let me let me uh, start with how it went yesterday I mean it's you know it's day one uh, and, and more uh, of the encampment process from the Edmonton Police Service needs to take place for us to get to something that would resemble a statistical answer but about half of the individuals who left encampments yesterday interacted with our navigations uh, sorry half of the individuals that were interacted with by the Edmonton Police Service in our department yesterday in encampments went to the navigation center uh, and ultimately would go on to uh, receive uh, services within our social services system. Uh, the first individual through the system at first was hesitant to come, afterwards said to all of uh, the staff that she was so very thankful uh, that she was able to come and had no idea that there was this level of resources available to her in the province. And so I look forward to uh, being able to tell some more of those stories in the coming days once we have a little bit more uh, time to see how the centre is uh, working. I've seen some of those uh, criticisms. Uh, first of all, uh, my department is not law enforcement. Uh, my, my department is responsible for uh, the social services sector. And so with the images that we've seen coming out of encampments, we have a responsibility to our workers. And certainly those are, they're not going to be the first point of contact into areas with weapons like we've seen and some of the violent circumstances that we're hearing about. But they are on site with the Edmonton Police Service immediately. Uh, right there with, uh, with a bus that can warm people up and the ability to take uh, their belongings and get them to a safer location. So I think the Social Services Department is responding in a very, very big way, but obviously is not trying to be the law enforcement uh, end of things because it's not our job. And, uh, and I'm, I'm quite impressed, frankly, with how fast they've been able to respond to this. Uh, and I think that we're going to see some real positive things come out of this for people. Uh, as for the conversation about, again, whether encampments are the right way forward, as I've said the last several days, the, the deaths 
of individuals in these encampments speak for themselves. People have burnt to death. Uh, people have, uh, are, are freezing. People are losing limbs because they're freezing and sleeping outside. We know there's violence taking place in these locations. We know that gangs have taken over many of these locations. There's sexual violence taking place in these locations. Uh, they are not a safe place for vulnerable people. In fact, vulnerable people are being victimized in these locations. And I have no doubt that our emergency services sector, uh, shelters, our social services sector is a more appropriate place to get those individuals help. And we're going to continue down uh, that road. I will also point out that most of the commentary that we see do not appear to be from people in encampments. Uh, they appear to be from organizations who a court of king's bench judge just said the other day when throwing out their case we're not advocates of this population and we're not experienced within this population so uh, we will continue down that road harm reduction i mean most of that question should go obviously to minister williams but there's overlap with my department mr williams being the minister of addictions and mental health uh, our government has been clear, we've ran on this in multiple elections, that we do not believe the approach that you see in places like Hastings and BC is the approach that our, our government or our province wants to take. The majority of Albertans agree with us. This has been campaigned on, and I can tell you it's a very popular answer when I give it things like town halls, because we don't believe putting poison into people's bodies is going to help cure uh, people of the terrible disease of addiction. Instead, we are focused on creating environments where true recovery can happen. I'm proud to be part of a government that's made 10,000 more addiction uh, treatment spaces, uh, continues to work on things like addiction recovery centers, and is focused on, uh, on recovery ultimately. And you're right, there's a difference in view. There are some, including the official opposition and, and some on Edmonton City Council, who would like us to go back down that road of harm reduction. We disagree, uh, and that's not where we're going, and I think our government has been very, very clear about this. Uh, and I could tell you, you know, the other thing I find interesting about this is how excited other jurisdictions in this country are about what's happening in Alberta. I mean, Minister Williams, I keep getting speaking requests all over the world to come talk about what is taking place uh, in our province. And I think we should be so excited that we are part of a province that is going to reach out to vulnerable people and say, we can make you better, and we will not accept that continuing to take poison and ultimately costing you your life is an acceptable solution to this problem. So um, I, I hope I answered your question. Sure tried. Thank you. Next question, please. Well, how much will this review of this News Lodge program cost, and will the results or final report associated with this review be made public? Um, I don't. Uh, I actually don't have the very specifics on the on the actual work of the panel. Uh, it would be minimal, um, and it's certainly not something that we've had to go ask for new money for from Treasury Board. So it'd be being absorbed within my current budget. The real costs will come from the results of the panel. And so as they come back and provide us the recommendations, that's where the serious conversation will, will come from, you know, what money is, um, you know, what the cost of those recommendations will be, uh, what implementation would look like, and that's when there would be uh, serious conversations coming forward on uh, money. Um, the, we will certainly uh, be making uh, the results of what we hear back uh, from the panel public. Uh, and ultimately we'll be coming forward with a, with a plan to be able to uh, implement what we hear and be very clear on uh, where we're headed with the Lodge program for the next several decades. Okay, and I forgot to mention my name. It's Madeline Cummings with CBC. Hello, Madeline. We know that Alberta's population has been growing recently, and yet the pace of growth is faster in urban and suburban areas than it is in rural. And as you mentioned, a lot of these lodges, more than half, are in rural areas, and some are struggling to fill vacant units. 
is the government prepared to disproportionately spend more, proportionally spend more on small rural lodges where seniors may want to stay, um, given that the growth is faster in urban areas? Where do you see the future for some of these lodges that are struggling and that say they need more support? Well, this is why we need to have the review, first of all, because uh, everything you say is correct as far as growth rates and the different circumstances between rural and, and urban. And so we'll one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is a suggestion on how to deal with the fact that lots of our aging infrastructure in rural Alberta is likely going to need to be renovated in a different way to provide accommodations that's more applicable to modern seniors. Uh, a lot of that infrastructure was built before I was born, and so it was just built in a different time and for a different, uh, a different process. And so we'll, we'll see what that looks like. I, I do want to be clear that this government will continue to stand with rural Alberta. Uh, Alberta. I am a rural Albertan. Uh, and my seniors deserve just as much as urban seniors to be, have a chance to be able to live uh, and, and age gracefully in the communities that they built. Um, and rural Alberta provides a tremendous amount of, uh, of the GDP and other things that we have uh, in, in our province. And so we have to be able to make sure that those communities can, can, can continue to go forward uh, no different than Edmonton or Calgary, and they're going to require different needs. Uh, the reality is, though, that we do have to have a serious conversation about uh, how we use uh, rural senior lodge infrastructure that already exists and how we build rural senior lodges in the future uh, to fit with the demographics that we are seeing come forward right now with the aging population. We'll now move on to questions from the phone line. Operator, can I get the first caller, please? Kyle Moore, Kicks FM. Uh, hi there. Uh, my question here is for um, Minister Nixon. Um, Certainly we have uh, touched on the fact that, you know, in a lot of smaller rural communities, a lot of the uh, seniors' lodges there are kind of older buildings that uh, probably haven't had a little bit of work done on them in the in a while. Uh, how much will this uh, sort of panel take into consideration the fact that some of these buildings are uh, a little up there in years? It, it, again, the, the condition of buildings, how we handle and use that infrastructure is certainly on a table for a conversation going forward. Uh, at the same time, we're, we're not going to fully just wait for the panel uh, recommendations specifically on that. We're, we're already taking action. Uh, my department this year is spending $110 million on capital maintenance and renewal. Uh, announced $16 million uh, this summer to be added to our existing budget when it came to capital maintenance and renewal with a focus on uh, rejuvenating or renovating units that were offline or incapable of being used uh, to help uh, uh, house people and to get them online quickly. That was very successful. I believe that came with 400 new units coming back online. We made an announcement about that just before Christmas. So definitely on the table, one of the things that has to be talked about, uh, but we are already moving to deal with that capital maintenance uh, issue, and I hope I'll have more to say uh, after we put the budget through the legislature here in a couple months about that issue. Do you have a follow-up? Yes, and as uh, a bit of a uh, follow-up to that, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, this, this review will also kind of look at some of the transitions between lodges and continuing care homes, and some of that continuing care stuff can also be a little tricky to find in uh, smaller rural communities. Will there be kind of some work involved, uh, I guess, a little bit with the health departments on that and trying to help uh, see what the, if the help with those uh, getting those options available for seniors who may need that? Uh, for sure there will be. I mean, a lot of that work is taking place with the fact that uh, me and my department are part of the transition work that's taking place in health around continuing care for exactly this reason. 
Uh, my deputy minister uh, sits on Alberta Health Services board now, along with uh, the deputy minister of mental health and addictions and the deputy minister of health, specifically to be able to make sure that the work that we're doing is being discussed as how it interrelates uh, with health. And same as the work that I'm doing when I sit on the integration council with Minister Lagrange. Lots of our lodge facilities are actually in the same facility as continuing care facilities, particularly in rural Alberta. So of course we have to have a conversation about what that connection looks like. Uh, and we are we, we will continue to make sure that health is part of our conversations on the direction that we're headed and of course on the direction that they're headed with us focused on community us focused on building housing and community and transportation mechanisms and other social services mechanisms and communities to make sure that seniors can age uh, in that community and of course health focused on providing the health services in that very same community do you have a follow-up oh sorry next question please Captain Gurkowski, Alberta Today. Hi, thanks for taking my question. I do have a, a follow-up kind of on that. So obviously we don't know what that continuing care restructuring, Albert Health restructuring looks like right now. So so I'm hearing that you're, you're kind of going to be the in-between between this panel and the, the continuing care review work, or will it be your deputy minister or both, or will there be somebody else who will be designated? How does, how does the communication work, I guess? Well, when the continuing, or sorry, when the health transformation was announced, it was made clear that there would be four new organizations, one of them being continuing care. Uh, that continuing care organization is being stood up through a process that was laid out by Minister LaGrange, uh, which involved an integration council uh, that is made up of uh, Minister Williams, the Minister of Mental Health and Addiction, myself as the Minister of Senior Social uh, Community and Social Services, and Minister LaGrange as the uh, Minister of Health, uh, and, and uh, some members at large who are responsible to oversee that work. And so as that organization gets stood up, they're obviously going to be working with Alberta Health Services, who provides about 49% of the continuing care services in our province, and then 51% who's provided by other agencies in the province to have a conversation about what that new continuing care organization will look like. And certainly because I'm on the Integration Council, and my deputy is on the Integration Council and on Alberta Health Services Board, our role will be to communicate on behalf of our stakeholders and our department uh, and then to take back uh, any information we're receiving uh, through that process back to our department to make sure that we get that right. This panel will not uh, be working on the transition process. They will be providing information about uh, where they think we need to go on the lodge program, the challenges uh, certainly uh, where uh, between continuing care and the lodge program, providing that information back to us to which we will then put into that overall process as government, come to cabinet with a proposal on where we're going with the lodge program in the future and we will come out and announce that uh, and then implement it. Follow up? Yeah, and, and on for this panel, um, I'm wondering if there's anybody who is actually a resident of the lodge and how residents can give their feedback as part of this work. Um, I actually... Uh, uh, there'll be 11 people on the panel. I was looking to see if I could have the names here, so I don't want to say them all. I don't have them up here on the podium with me, and I don't want to miss one. But, uh, uh, Catherine, we will have um, uh, my press secretary send you the names. Uh, there'll be 11 individuals on the panel. Uh, that the pa Part of the panel's responsibility would be to reach out to Albertans. They will certainly be uh, reaching out to residents of lodges during that process and providing their feedback, uh, as well as providers, employees, everybody who interacts with our lodge system. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Brandon and Arlene and their team come back with. Next caller, please. Dan Singleton, the Albertan. Oh, hi, Minister. Dan, it's good to hear a rural Albertan on here. You all right? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How's the weather back home? Thanks a lot. 
It's great. Good. Um, I'm wondering, uh, we recently had a, uh, a criminal charge uh, at one of the lodges in the region here, uh, um, results in charges. I wonder if this panel is going to be looking at uh, security and safety of residents uh, as one of its uh, mandates. I, I, everything associated with how lodges operate and the concerns that uh, anybody has with lodges is on the table for this panel. I, I, I do want to say when it comes to elders abuse, it's a very real issue uh, and something that our uh, province has taken seriously and invested millions of dollars uh, in. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to continue that work with or without the panel recommendations, but we're not limiting the panel uh, to be able to provide any advice if they find out uh, some information on that issue. I can't speak to the specifics on that issue, as you know, Dan, just because that one's before the courts and law enforcement's involved. But elder abuse is real, which right. is why our government continues to invest uh, in that very important issue. Do you have a follow-up? Okay, follow-up. Yeah, follow-up. You, um, your feeling uh, is that the security and safety of residents is, is being adequately uh, taken care of at this point in our lodges? No, that's, that's not exactly what I said, Dan. What I said was I, uh, I, I'm not waiting for the panel to come back with any recommendations if there's needs to deal with elder abuse issues and or security issues inside our lodges. We would take immediate action already based on any circumstances that are taking place, and we already have, which is why we've been investing in that issue going forward. So I'm not saying that everything's perfect. Uh, I can't speak specifically to that issue. What I'm saying is that the primary responsibility of this panel will not be to deal with that, nor would we wait to take action to protect our residents uh, while we are waiting for the panel to report. And that's all the questions we have for today. Okay, thank, thank you very you. much, guys.